0: I'm here and why would I do what I do? I live just north of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, My husband and I have eight children and six grandchildren, and in 1995, I was a patient in a mental hospital, so welcome to the afternoon show. So that's my story, and I hope you won't think I'm too flip about mental illness, but if you do, I would say, as I have said every week in 2019, that's my story, that's how I share it, and that's the story that brings me to you today. So welcome, friends, to Consider Yourself Hugged, episode 45. Today's hug, 25 years since my house burned down. I am Dr. Tammy West, here every week to bring you tips on living a life that brings you mental and emotional well-being. Well, this is our last chat of 2019, the last time in my podcast closet until 2020, I love my podcast closet so much. It's comfy and cozy and quiet. And if I'm being completely honest, it's a place where it doesn't matter that I'm in my PJs, no makeup, and I haven't washed my hair in four days. So, but it doesn't matter because I'm in my closet. And it has been such a fun experience to be with you every week for almost a year. I can't believe it's been almost a year. I decided to end our year together with an anniversary story. And I've told the story a thousand times. It was about 4 a.m., December 22nd, three days before Christmas. My house burned down in the middle of the night while we slept. When we awoke, the entire, the attic, the roof, and about a third of the house was already engulfed. My husband, James at the time, and my three kids were two, four, and six. We climbed out of our bedroom window, and that was that. Our dog got out too, so, I mean, you know. What's most important is that we escaped, not that we lost everything. Christmas feels different this year and I'm not really sure why. I'm not sure that it has anything to do with it being twenty five years since that night, but it just it just feels different. My family, we have decided that we aren't really buying gifts this year for each other. I mean we'll do some sort of small, meaningful things, but instead we're gonna donate and we're gonna serve. And look, I am not patting myself on the back because we have not done a good job at this, but it seems like it's time to start. And I, and I want it to begin more of a life of serving. So today I am simply going to read you the letter that I wrote to the Tennessean, which was the newspaper in Nashville um, that used to actually come to the door. I don't even know if it does now. I will post a picture in the show notes of the fire of the handwritten notes from my sweet niece that actually had like quarters taped in there. I'll post a picture of the letter that I typed. I think everything you need to know to understand why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling this year will be there. So here we go. During the past week, many things have happened to us that have changed our lives forever. Most people will naturally assume that the main one was the fire that took our home and most of our possessions. And yes, the fire is something we will never forget. It took away many things that can never be replaced. But there's something else that has come from this that has affected us so deeply, it is so difficult to put into words. How can we possibly explain how it feels to have an entire community of people take our family into their hearts and care for us like we were their own? And the little girl who gave away her favorite doll to our daughter, she cannot know how much that meant to us. How can we possibly find a way to thank the hundreds of people who have given of their possessions, their time, and their money during the busiest and the most financially draining time of the year? These are the events that are occupying our thoughts during the days, not the fire. We have been blessed and we have a renewed faith in people, You have helped us to live through the biggest tragedy of our lives. The day of the fire, every item of clothing on each of us belonged to one of you. You fed us. You gave us toothpaste, toothbrushes, shampoo, and other necessities just to make it through the day. You gave us money, money we've used for everything from dog food to soap, and you gave us your support. So many people have said, I can't do much, but I can babysit or help you move. Please realize that this is much. Family and friends, neighbors, fellow officers, and firefighters flooded our neighborhood the day of the fire and moved salvageable items from the house. How could we have done that on our own when all we could do was cry when we walked into the house? Thank you. It would be impossible to thank every person in this short letter, but we would like to tell you something about your police and fire departments. They are the very best. We were so worried that the fire would spread to the neighbors' houses, but the firefighters worked quickly to keep it contained. We are forever in their debt, and we hope that everyone will offer support to them. We never thought we would need their services, but we did. We realize now the magnitude of what they do and how they really do put their lives on the line every single day. Thank you. As for the Hendersonville Police Department, we don't quite know what to say. We are very grateful that James works with a group of people who band together during a crisis and unselfishly do whatever has to be done. The police department became disaster headquarters and the men and women took on extra jobs, taking care of us. So aside from performing their daily duties, the women who worked in the office suddenly were faced with the additional duties of coordinating all the phone calls, all the donations. Off-duty officers were at the house whenever they could be doing whatever they could do. They also worked on their own time to cover James's shifts so that he could have some time off. And this only scratches the surface of all that they did for us. Thank you all. And finally, I need to use this opportunity to harass you. My family and friends are probably sick of hearing it. How many times have you said, I'll check the batteries in the smoke detector tomorrow? We did. Have your children ever come home with materials to devise like a fire escape plan? And you said, okay, we'll do it in a little bit. We did. Thank goodness we got around to it. Part of our fire plan involved the question, what if the kids wake up and there's fire or smoke outside of their room? We told them to yell as loud as they could for us three times. And if we did not answer to open their window, climb out and go to the neighbors. We discussed it so many times, but you know what we didn't do? We never rehearsed it. Thank goodness it didn't happen this way. We woke up first and went to get the children, but hindsight has made me see that this plan very well might not have worked. First of all, their mini-blondes were broken, and they wouldn't stay up unless we wrapped the cord around a hook. They had never done that. Second, we only showed them how to turn the lock. We never let them try it. And third, their window would only stay open by propping it up with a piece of wood. Again, we never let them practice. How could we just assume that a four and a six-year-old could wake up in a burning house and carry out a fairly complicated plan without ever having done it? I thank God every day that they didn't have to. This fire didn't happen during the day while we were away. It didn't happen during the evening while we were awake. It happened in the middle of the night while we were tucked in our beds, safe and sound, in a deep sleep. Please, please, please install smoke detec- detectors. If you have them, make sure they work. If you have a two story house, have escape ladders. Devise a fire plan and practice it. After you read this letter, please close your eyes and imagine how you would feel if a loved one was lost in a fire. We could have died that night, and I am filled with daily what ifs. We are so grateful that the what ifs never happened. And we are so grateful to each and every one of you in Hendersonville and all of Tennessee for everything. Please know that we will never forget what you have done. James, Tammy, Jamie, Lindsay, and Michael. So that's the letter. You know, I I said earlier, I think everything you need to know and understand will be in that letter. This is the time to think about helping people and what's really important. And I hope that that puts some things in perspective. I promised you it would be short, and I wanna hold to that. And so that is our time for today. I hope Christmas is different for you too, and that it is very, very merry. Please remember to focus on the meaning, to forgive, to show grace, to let go of perfectionism and guilt, to spend time with people, whoever they are, to serve and to love. Please pass the show link along to a friend or two and subscribe, download and review wherever you are listening and head over to TammyWest.com to get information if you would like for me to speak at your next event. And also you will find the promised pictures in there. I would love for you to follow me on Facebook, my primary social media home at Facebook.com slash Seminars. Thank you for staying with me in 2019, for listening and growing our special community. And finally, remembering our mental and emotional well being goal during this holiday season, I hope that you will renew your thoughts every single day, adopt empowering language that prevents verbal harm to yourself and others, and make positive mental and emotional choices every single day of your life. And until 2020 consider yourself hugged.